There's a creator named Taylin Michael. Taylin Michael, that guy is doing an amazing job expanding the kingdom of God. He got touched and he launched a YouTube channel. Two million people following him on YouTube. You're the biggest solo Christian creator now on the platform. You haven't walked this fast in years? Well, let's go a little faster. Hallelujah! <laughs> Alright! I didn't come for dead religion. I didn't come for some washed up sermon. I came for the power of God! When the Holy Ghost is in the room, breakthroughs in the room. When the Holy Ghost is in the room, healing's in the room. When the Holy Ghost is in the room, new levels are in the room. I said the joy of the Lord, it is your strength. What God does in one, he'll do in another. What God's done in my life, he'll do in your life. When you touch someone in faith, when you reach out and touch God with faith, you get what you're believing for. It's this simple. Believe the word, stand on the word, act on the word, operate in faith, never walk by sight. I said religion will teach you lessons. Only Jesus can give you life. But you can't lose if you stay in the realm of faith. My generation, your generation, this generation shall be saved. Hello, welcome back. Today I'm going to teach you about your royal bloodline. I'm your host, Evangelist Taylor Michael. I'm glad that you're joining me here in Ruston, Louisiana today. If you would, let me know in the chat where in the world you're watching from. I see somebody on Facebook is watching from Malawi. God bless you in Malawi. I believe Malawi is blessed because you're watching. I see a very cute girl in the comments section. I think her name is Kinsey Pody. She looks very pretty. Might have to make her my wife. I'm going to teach you today about your royal bloodline. As you're jumping on today, do me a favor, hit like, hit share. For whatever reason, it seems like the algorithm's been messing with our live views lately. So let's stick it to the devil, kick him right in the nards, and uh, share this out. Share it on Facebook if you're watching on Facebook. Share it on your timeline if you're watching on YouTube. You can also share it on your timeline. And you can send it to that one crazy half-backslidden ant. That we all know you all have because we all have one <laughs> hello patricia in alberta god bless you in new york city god bless you in la this is going to be a fun message you're going to really enjoy this hello lydia in oklahoma god bless you in oklahoma i think people are really going to enjoy this today because this is going to be the rock foundation from which all success is derived out of your life a lot of people think success is culminated in what you do, but I think that's only part of it because what you do is a byproduct of who you are, is the reality. The same way that people always like sing that stupid song, I just want you, nothing else, nothing else. And there's like a verse in it that says, we didn't come for blessings, we just came for you. Well, it's extremely ignorant and, in fact, even borderline arrogant because you can't separate God from what he has. His literal name in the Bible, one of them, is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. So what that means is you can't separate God from his abundance. When you get God, you get abundance. When you get Jehovah Rapha, you get healing. When you get Jehovah Jireh, you get provision. When you get God, you get what comes with God. So what that is is it's a byproduct of who he is. Your life, your success, the fruit of your life is a byproduct of who you are in Christ and the revelation that you have of who you are in Christ. Hello, North Carolina. Hello, in Maryland. So do me a favor. Keep sharing this out. Keep hitting like. Keep hitting share. Keep sending this out to people because I'm going to reveal to you today your royal bloodline. 
See, when you understand that you're royalty, you'll start walking like royalty. You'll start dressing like royalty. You'll start dri driving cars like royalty. You'll start living in royal houses. You'll start meeting other people that live like royalty. <laughs> Someone said, let's see, from South Africa, don't knock old age. We can teach you young ones a few things. 100%. I, I agree. It was not a knock on old age. But I apologize. I, I, I repent. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Look at this. This is what the Bible says. Arvin, God bless you, brother. I'm always happy to see you on here. Arvin is in, um, uh, remind me what nation you're in. I know, I know it. It's at the top of the tip of my tongue right now. As you're letting me know in the chat, let me read this. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. Bahrain, that's right. That's exactly right. I didn't want to mess it up and, and say somewhere else. Bahrain. So if, if Brother Arvin can join us in Bahrain, you can join us wherever you're at in the world. And he's faithful. He's on all of our live streams. And, and, and we love you in Bahrain. One of these days, I'll have to get you to come out here and join us in Louisiana. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. I want you to highlight this in your Bible. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I want you to get this. This is what the Bible says about you. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. This is how God sees you. Now go with me to Romans chapter 4, chapter 5 actually. Romans chapter 5. Verse 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life. The Amplified says, through the one, Jesus Christ. Somebody type in the chat, I have royal blood in my veins. I have royal blood in my veins. Jesus Christ has been named King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Alpha the Omega, the beginning and the end. And it says that when you got born again, he came to live on the inside of you. It doesn't matter what your natural last name is. You've been given a new name. You've been given a new DNA. You've been given a new bloodline. You are now plugged into the bloodline of a champion. You have, as someone once said, Jesus Christ, the undisputed, undefeated, Heavyweight champion of the universe. The champion of the universe. Royal blood flowing through your veins. You have to see that you've now been hooked up to heavenly royalty. And God sees you that way. God sees you as a royal son or a royal daughter. But you have to know your identification in Christ in order for that to become a fruit and a byproduct of your life. A lot of people think success is just a combination of things that you do. But that combination comes out of who you are. 
how you believe, your belief system, your system of truth that's in your heart and in your mind, how you see yourself, how you believe about yourself. The Bible says, as a man believes in his heart, so is he. You know, in the Old Testament, Numbers chapter 13, it says that when the 12 spies went to spy out the promised land that was given to them by God, they saw that everything was beautiful, it was lush, it was a land flowing with milk and honey, it had massive fruit, everything God said about it was exactly how it was. But there were giants in the land. And they said, we looked at ourselves like grasshoppers, so therefore we were grasshoppers in their sight. So because they saw themselves as grasshoppers, <clears throat> the giants saw them as grasshoppers. Somebody typed this in the chat. It matters how I see myself. It matters how you see yourself. If you don't think you're worthy of the love of God, you'll never experience it. If you don't see yourself the way God sees you in Christ, you'll never experience the benefits that you have in Christ. It matters how you see yourself. As a man believes in his heart, so is he. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful to Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. This word in Christ, it's a prepositional phrase. This word in Christ, meaning it's describing where you're located. 135 times it's used in the New Testament. Only about 35 times are absolutely pertinent to revealing to you your identification in Christ. And who, who you really are, your identity. So this word in Christ, you must know what the word in Christ means. Because it reveals to you who you are and what you have. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. It says all things have passed away. Behold, all things have been new. So when you are in Christ and you've been born again, you're a brand new man. You're a brand new woman. You've been born again with a royal bloodline. Verse 21, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, If any man be in Christ, it says that he who knew no sin became sin, so that those who are in Christ might become the righteousness of God in him. So you have been made righteous. You've been made holy in the eyes of God by the blood of Jesus. In Christ, when you put on Christ, your identity is, your identity is to put on Jesus Christ. When you put it on, God sees a blood-bought son or daughter of God. And it says here in verse 3, Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Lord of our Father Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, who has blessed us, past tense, with every spiritual blessing, in the heavenly places in Christ. When you are in Christ, you already have access to everything the king has access to. You have a heavenly bank account that you can draw from. You have a heavenly daddy, as, or as like the cringy white girl said, you have a heavenly sky daddy. You've got a sky daddy that's up there looking down on you, pouring out such blessing you don't even have room enough to receive it. 
The way that you know that, here's the thing. A lot of people, they know about God. They know about the Bible. They know about his marvelous works. They know about his promises. They know about his revelation. The way you know if somebody knows the Bible is it becomes a fruit in their life. Nobody can look at my life and say, he knows about prosperity, but I don't think he has revelation on prosperity. No, that's impossible. Because two and a half years ago, I had negative dollars in my bank account, and now I'm thriving financially. And we're just getting started by the grace of God. So that that is proof that revelation knowledge is in operation in my life. Because every breakthrough in faith comes by a breakthrough in revelation knowledge. Your breakthrough to take you out of where you're at right now is going to come by a breakthrough in revelation for you, knowing who you are now that you're a born-again, blood-bought son or daughter of God. You can't think the way your old family used to think. You can't think poverty and live in the blessing of God. You can't think sickness and disease in low levels and live how God intends you to live in divine health. You can't think like the world and operate like God. You have to think like God thinks in order to operate how God operates. And this is how God thinks. All right, let's keep reading. Verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Somebody type in the chat, I am accepted by God. I am accepted by God. A lot of Christians, the reason why they keep falling into their old lifestyle, their old ways, their old patterns, is because they refuse to believe they've been accepted by God. It's hard for them to wrap their mind around the fact that it doesn't matter what they've done in their past. If God could save Rahab, a prostitute, and God could save Saul of Tarsus, a murderer, then God can save you. God can flip you around. God can make you a new creation. You know, you know who wrote about being a new creation? Was Paul, who was once Saul. God made him such a new creation, he even changed his name. So if God can take a murderer and flip his life around by the love of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by being saved and being born again, if God can do that in them, God can do that in you. Somebody type in the chat, God can do it in me. Hallelujah. So this is the secret sauce by which all blessings flow. Verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in him that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. In him. Somebody type in the chat, in him. In him. Knowing who you are in him is where you get access to what you have in him. You must know these two things, who you are in him and what you have in him. I'm a new creation in him. I rule and reign in life as a king in him. 
by the grace of God, the abundant grace of God, the free gift of grace, which made me the righteousness of God. I, I no longer walk around and operate as a peasant under the influence of the, the prince and the power of the heirs. No, I'm now the head principality anywhere that I go. In my town, there's no religious principality that's more powerful than the power of God at work within me. There's no poverty principality that is more powerful than the power that's at work within me. There's no sickness or disease or generational curse that's more powerful than the power that's at work within me. Because I carry the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and he quickens my mortal body. The same spirit, that resurrection power, the same one lives inside of you. It even says in Galatians 2.20, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So this is what I would encourage you to do. You know what? Let's read one more. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Every single day, this is what I would do if I were you. I would find five in Christ scriptures and I would meditate on them. 2 Corinthians 5.17, 2 Corinthians 5.21, uh, Colossians 3.27, I believe it is. Uh, you can do Galatians 3.13. You can do Ephesians 2.10. You can find all the, the verses in the New Testament which put you in your position in Christ and meditate on them. Because as you see yourself, so will your life be. Do you see yourself living the best, wearing the best, driving the best, flying the best, eating the best? Do you see yourself having the best? Do you see yourself having royalty in your life? If you do, that's what will be attracted to your life. That's what will manifest by the blessing of God in your life. It's very important. It's very important how you see yourself. A lot of people, this is how you can tell how someone sees themselves. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, I know Jesus paid the price for, for our sin, but you just don't know what I've done, man. No, it's not what the Bible says. If it's paid for, it's paid for. Well, I know that the Bible says that Jesus took all of our sickness and disease on the cross and that by his stripes we were healed. But I just don't know, man. Everyone in my family, they've died of young age or at a young age from cardiac arrest or prostate cancer or it just seems like diabetes kind of runs in my family. No, the problem is no one runs in your family. I know that the Bible says that he supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And I know that if he takes care of the bird of the air and even the tulip in the field is clothed with more glory than Solomon, that I know he'll take care of me. I know it says all that, but you just haven't seen, man. You don't understand. You didn't grow up in the projects, bro. You didn't, you didn't grow up like I grew up, man. You didn't grow up in, in the projects with a, with a stepmom who just used you for a paycheck to get high. Doesn't matter. God's word has the power to break you out. It's incorruptible seed. Your identification in Christ. You don't have to have what your circumstances say you have. You can have what God says you have. 
You can be a new creation in Christ. You can rule and reign in life as a king through Jesus Christ. You can have the best, live in the best, operate the best. You can have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead at work within you. You can have the same spirit that David had when he went and slayed Goliath. And it said he slayed a bear and he slayed a lion. And it said that people were coming and they were praising him saying, man, he slays 10,000s because God is on his side. You can have the same spirit that Joshua and Caleb had that when the other 10 spies were terrified, they went right into the promised land and they took it back. They took what God said they could have. You can have what God says you can have. And you are who God says you are. You can do what God says you can do. You don't have to settle for whatever your family has settled with the rest of your life. You don't have to. You can break out. You can break out. And, and I don't know if any of my family will end up watching this. I don't mean this as a jab at my family at all. But that's what I did. Growing up, all I did was hear fights about money. All I did was hear fights about this, fights about it. It was just, and I, I'm thankful because my family took good care of me when other people didn't. So I'm very, very thankful. And this isn't ungrateful or anything. I'm just telling, this is, I made a conscious decision to break out. Especially when I got born again and I got a hold of God's word and I made that decision to say, no, I'm not going to live like everybody else. I'm going a different direction, especially if this is what God says he has for me. If he says I've created you to be the head and not the tail above and not beneath on top, never beneath the head, never the tail blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed coming out. If he says everything I put my hand to will be blessed. If he says, if I meditate on this word day and night, I shall have good success in everything that I do. If that's God's will for my life, I'm not going to settle for anything less. Someone once said, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Somebody type that in the chat. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. You can't get away from the fact that God wants you to operate as a king in this life. Now, it doesn't mean that like people are to bow down and worship you. No. Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the king over you, but you still have royal blood in your DNA. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and then I'm going to pray for you. Let's see if I can quote it. Blessed is the righteous man who walks not in the uh, counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates both day and night. He will be as a tree that is planted by rivers of water. He will bear fruit in every season, and his leaf shall not wither. And everything that he does, he will prosper. And then it says in verse 4, the wicked shall not be so. So as a righteous man, it matters who you walk with, who you stand with, and who you sit with. Those three categories, that's the, that's the decline. That's called backsliding. It shows you how relationships ruin you or they can make you. The righteous man does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, meaning that as you're walking on God's plan for your life and God's will for your life, you do not take counsel from the wicked. Do not take counsel from the wicked. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't, like if someone's not saved, you shouldn't read a book about finances from somebody. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you shouldn't take personal one-on-one -on -one counsel from the wicked. You should have a pastor. You should have a spiritual authority, a spiritual father that can father you and give you direction. Number two, do not stand in the way of sinners. Make sure that the relationships that you have 
are not sinful relationships. This is how you'll, you'll keep in operation in your royal bloodline. A lot of people, they hang out with sinners. And this is the number one thing they always say, Jesus hung out with sinners. No, he didn't. Sinners hung out with Jesus. Jesus did not hang out with sinners. They hung out with Jesus. Zacchaeus climbed into a tree just to look at him. It wasn't like, oh, Zacchaeus, he's a cool tax collector. This guy, hey, this guy's the rich guy, Jesus. So if we can get his attention, maybe we can go over and have dinner. No, Zacchaeus didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose Zacchaeus. So when the Pharisees were getting all mad, he eats with tax collectors. It wasn't the tax collectors bringing them in. Yeah, Jesus is our buddy. No, it was him saying, the, the healthy don't need a physician, the sick do. And I've identified that these tax collectors need my help. So I'm going in, I'm going to help them, but I'm not, I'm not making them my primary company. If they want to be my company, they need to be born again. They need to become my disciple and operate like me, not me operate like them. A lot of people in the name of I'm trying to save them, bro, they end up backsliding. You know how I know this? Because I spent a season of my life doing it. There was about a nine-month season where I made friends with these guys that I really enjoyed. They were funny. They were cool. I don't know if they were cool, but they were funny. <laughs> and I enjoyed them and I wanted them to get saved. I wanted them to meet the Jesus that I knew. And I hung out with them for about nine months. This is back when I first got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I hung out with them and I stayed strong. I didn't like backslide or anything. Until one day, they asked me to compromise in one area. And they said, if you do this, we'll let you preach the gospel to us. And I did it in the name of preaching the gospel. And it led to about six months of, of horror in my life. And I'm thankful that the Lord delivered me out of it before it got too bad. But I've been there. I've done that. I've seen that. I've, I've thought that I was doing well. No, don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Do not stand in the way of sinners, number three. Because if you do, you'll end up sitting in the same seat as scoffers. That's the progression, or I should say degression, where you'll go from walking to standing to sitting scornfully, mocking other people, just like old Aunt Betty, who used to go to church, and she's still dragging on a cigarette, and she, wow, you, you just think Jesus is going to fix all your problems. You know, I thought that too at one time. You know, I, yeah, well, if God's so good, why are there starving children in Africa? You'll end up like that. You don't want to end up like that. So stay on the path. Know who you are in Christ. Find out what belongs to you in this Bible. Over 6,000 promises guaranteed to you as a child of Abraham in Christ Jesus. You know what that means? Over 6,000 prayers already answered on your behalf before you ever prayed them. Hallelujah. You never have to pray for money. You just do what the Bible says about money. You just act in faith. You don't have to pray for money. You just do what the Bible says about money. And money comes. Amen. I wanted you to understand today that you have royal blood in your veins. How you identify matters. I identify as a citizen of the United States. So because of that, I have legal rights and I can take legal actions based on my identity as a citizen of the United States. <clears throat> if you'll identify as a child of God, if you'll identify as a citizen of heaven, 
in this world, but not of this world. You will have legal, inalienable, heavenly rights that you can practice and walk in that will work on your behalf. But you've got to know who you are and what you have in Christ. Amen. Amen. Look, I want to pray for you, but before I do, I want to give people an opportunity to partner financially today. I believe you got something from this. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And you have royal blood in your veins. I want to give you an opportunity to connect yourself to what God is doing here. I just got off a call not too long ago with a man who does hundreds of crusades all around the world. And we're going to be partnering with him and uh, in the near future. So there are big things to come. I'm talking hundreds of millions of people going to be saved through this ministry. And if you have a heart for what Jesus is doing in this last time, and in these end days, I want you to connect your finances to what's happening here. Jesus said, where a man's treasure is, his heart will be also. So you can totally partner with us, and we would love for you to. Now, we don't, that's why I have a very, like, pressure-free offering time. I don't come on here and say, give me your money, or we, if, if you don't give today, I'm going to lose my whole studio. That's not the case, because my living is not produced by your giving. My living is produced by my giving. And we're very generous here. God is our source. God takes very good care of us. This offering does help. You're able to help us, but God will pay for it to get done no matter what with what our vision is. However, it gives you an opportunity to connect yourself to what God is doing in these last days. It gives you an opportunity to connect yourself to someone who can do what you can't do, which is reach multiple people. You know, that's what we do with our finances. It gives you an opportunity, like it says in Philippians chapter 4. The Philippian church connected their finances to Paul because they couldn't all travel like Paul was traveling. They couldn't all preach like Paul was preaching. But he said, because you've given to me, it is also credited to your account. So as you give financially to this ministry, what God is doing here is also credited to your account. And I'll tell you a little bit about what we're doing. This is a handwritten letter by 2,000 kids that we feed each and every single month in third world nations all around the world. We also have about a dozen other ministries that we give to on a regular basis. And we've given $163,200 to other ministries worldwide already this year. So I'm very thankful for everybody that's so generous with this ministry. You are making a significant impact on this generation. And I believe our best days are ahead of us. They are yet to come in Jesus' name. The different ways that you can give are on your screen. Cash app, dollar sign, Revival Way, PayPal at Revival Way, Venmo at Revival Way, or you can give through our website, RevivalWay.com. You can also give as you see. Uh, in Super Chat. There's a link in the chat for you right now, but we already have people giving on Super Chat. And I believe God is going to speak to 100 people before the end of the year to sow a seed of $1,000 or more into the vision here. We have big vision. We're starting to partner with evangelists all around the world to pay for crusades. So if you want to be a part of that, that's what we're going to do. We just helped a crusade in Africa. They've seen thousands of people give their life to Jesus. Actually, two crusades in Africa we just partnered with financially. And so uh, as you partner with us, you're helping us to partner with these other ministries that are out winning souls. And you're helping us to raise up a thousand online evangelists to reach this generation with the gospel. So I thank you very much for your giving and your generosity. You are a major blessing. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, every single person under the sound of my voice, would you bless their giving today? Would you stir their heart to give toward the advancement of your kingdom? 
Father, speak to people about a precious seed that would lead to breakthrough in their life. And I partner my faith with them now, according to your word, whatever they believe, shall they receive. Angels, ministering spirits, go, cause the word to work, and cause every harvest to come. And Satan, take your hands off of every harvest now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone said, there are homeless people all over America. I'm giving it home. Yeah, even homeless people in America are more rich than people in Africa. So <laughs> homeless people in America are just lazy or off their meds. Not to say we don't have compassion on them. We do. But there is almost, I came from poverty. There is almost zero reason why anyone should be poor in America. So I don't have much sympathy on poor people in America. But we're happy to help. And I'm glad that you're helping them, Jackie. God bless you, Jackie Chan. I did not know the Jackie Chan was on my live stream today. Hey, look, if you're anywhere near Louisiana, I want to give you an opportunity to come and join us for three days of glory. These are going to be three days of power-packed meetings. They will change your life. I'm going to let my pastor fill you in more about it, and I will see you tomorrow morning at 1130 a.m. sharp. God bless you. Adios. Hello, I'm Stan Pody. I would like to invite you to join us at Faith Church in Ruston, Louisiana for three days of glory. Yes, this Labor Day weekend, we're going to have three powerful days of the teaching and preaching of the Word of God, as well as signs, wonders, and demonstrations of the Spirit. You're going to want to be here for this. Click link in bio for more information, and we look forward to seeing you this year, Labor Day weekend, at our second annual Three Days of Glory.